0: I've lived in Marin County for almost 30 years, and how many residents look like me? Lower than you think. But I made a choice to live there. What about my kids? What about other kids of color in that environment growing up there? There are issues of identity, insecurity, isolation.
1: (laughs)
2: For the Marin Council of Chambers, I'm Stephanie Plant, and this is We Are One Marin. You just heard strong words from KPIX TV sports broadcaster Vern Glenn from a recent story he did about the Play Marin program and its creator, Paul Austin. We talked to Paul a few episodes ago about the success he has had teaching life lessons to kids of all colors through sports. Back to Vern. You may know him from his current 11-year run at KPIX, or previously as Mr. Involvement, during his 22 years at Cron. Fern started his career at a TV station near his hometown of Richmond, Virginia. And after 38 years in broadcasting, most of them while living in Marin and raising a family here, we wanted to ask him what it's like to be a public figure, a role model, and a black man in this county that is 85% white. Join us as Kalina and I continue our look at how Marin works. Right. It is nice to see you.
0: Uh, just terrific,
2: my <sighs> friend. Uh, you said in your introduction to mm-hmm. the play Marin piece that you chose to live here.
0: Yes, I did.
2: I did too. Well, actually, I was born
0: here, but by... <laughs> you were born here. Come on.
2: Can you tell me something about Marin that you didn't anticipate when you moved here?
0: I didn't know how quiet. It was when I moved here. Being a kind of a city guy, I was used to the sound of the BFI trash truck, refuse truck backing up and emptying. I, it, people walking, like like by my building, conversations, busy stuff streets. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was used to that instead of crickets, frogs, <laughs> critters, whatever. You know, <laughs> kind of kind of rolling on by. So that that took a little Did, getting used to. It's almost like uh, this is for the older demographic. You know, Green Acres. You know, Ava Garbarsh, uh, she moves <laughs> to the country with a. <laughs> Arnold, and it's just all—it's like, what, 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 what is this?
2: Colleen is looking at you like, "What? What are you talking about?"
0: It was—it was, t- <laughs> it was, it was a really popular TV show in the '60s and '70s, and it was a a woman who was used to a Fifth Avenue lavish lifestyle, and she gets married to a guy from Kansas, Middle America, and he—they move out there, mm. and so she's got to get, yeah, you know, she's got to get used to. Yo, cow patties and is stuff your like that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Green Acres yeah. is the
2: place for me. That's right, farm living. Okay. Yep. I'm gonna let. Yeah, no, I'm not singing. Uh, did you know the demographic when you moved to? Maryland? I did
0: not. I did not. Mm. Now, here's a little something you need to know about the Glens. We, as a as a family, my dad, my mom, my sister, we're used to a series of firsts. Like my dad was the first black executive. At a higher level, at Reynolds Aluminum Company, mm. my dad was the first, you know, manager of a, a a a plant location that Reynolds would have in Alabama, and we were we, we were the first uh, African Americans in this particular neighborhood that we chose to live in. So we've been surrounded by the Salt Lake City Airport. Mm-hmm. Pigmentation, the color it. of the notepad on Miss Cloud <laughs> as she's as she's as she's making notes. So <laughs> so we were kind of we were kind of used to that, and and we just kind of learned to live with that and stay in our lane. Yeah, but yeah you know, we we but but we chose to take opportunities to branch outside of the lane when the need warranted. So uh, it, it, none of this was was was. Unbelievably like like it wasn't a culture shock for me right. to move to San Francisco to live in Pacific Heights where there weren't a whole lot of people that around that that looked like me. Now there was in the 60s and 70s, but that's for another show. But right. um so 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 moving to Moran, which is 85% white, mm-hmm. was nothing new for me, but that's kind of what I grew up around. And but safe to say that like in my intro. The offspring are kids yes. of color. And other kids of color in Marin County, they you know, they, they didn't choose to live here. They were born here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, they're born and they they play with each other, people they look like them, and then you know they go outside to play and there's there's no kids in the street that look like them. And well, how are you gonna handle that? You're either gonna be an introvert and just kind of stay kind of cooped up in your own little kind of racial bubble, mm-hmm. which is small to begin with. Or you acclimate, and there are those great families in this county that choose to acclimate but have their kids exposed to how life really is in the real world because we do in Marin live in a cultural bubble. Yes.
2: Well, and I, I can't believe I said that. That sounded kind he of semi-intelligent, eloquently. <laughs> wow. Well, <laughs> okay. And, and Paul Austin's program, Play Marin, has has provided that avenue for a lot of families. As you said, um, and you know, we interviewed him also. He talks very openly about families from other parts of the county. It's not just Play Marin's not just right. for Marin City kids, right? A lot, of, a lot of white families bringing kids down exactly. there so they can. And have I a, have
0: met some of those families.
2: Have a better rainbow of of. Exposure to color.
0: Now, because I'm sensitive to the listenership out there, maybe they're raking leaves or they're paying bills, whatever. Walking and, dogs. And, and, yeah, they're, and, they're, and they're listening to We Are One Marin for the first time, and they're like, hold on here. Now, just wait a cotton pick a minute. Who is Paul Austin? Paul Austin is a 47-year-old, third-generation Marin City resident whose, whose grandparents worked in the shipyards of Sausalito. Yes, kids, Sausalito was filled with shipyards, and they built 93 warships and tankers for the World War II conflict in the Pacific. And it was open from 1942 to 1945. When the war ended, that was the end of that company. But that company built Marin City. It was originally for three to 5,000 workers, That could easily go from Marin City to the shipyards and back and Mm -hmm. forth. And when the war ended and the company ended, there were the this is mid-1940s now. And for as liberal as we are in Marin County, those white residents, those white workers, could freely move to any county, any city in Marin County. could come on in, they could have a real estate agent with shake. But for black folks looking to get out, it's a God, jeez, I can't rent to him. Mm -hmm. God, have you seen him? Gosh. It it just, they they could not have those kind of opportunities. So they stayed and made a staunch community out of it. Mm -hmm. And so Paul Austin, seeing the need for kids of color to learn life's lessons, Mm -hmm. play sports, uh, he created Play Marin just a little over a decade ago for that. And- there were other folks who moved to Marin County from other areas that wanted their kids exposed to other kids of color and get a, get a taste of what the real world is. And Play Marin has prospered. Now, there were bumps along the road. There sure. were growing pains.
1: Absolutely. There, were, there, there
0: were kids, because cause usually, usually in, in athletics, particularly like CYO, it again, white voice. Wait a cotton pick a minute here. <laughs> Why is this family coming from San Anselmo down to Marin? Wait, that's not fair. They need to be playing the same, not knowing that those families wanted their kids in an environment where they felt comfortable, and they were, and especially in times when the early stages of play Marin, where they didn't have enough to field like a team, right. for basketball or volleyball or whatever, and so. That's, uh, that's, 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 that's kind of where we're yeah, at. Yeah,
2: and he grew it. He grew it quite, I mean, from one it. team to however many they have now. He
0: grew it. My kids kind of came up through the play, Marin Program, two of my three boys, and one of them, Jake, worked for mm. Paul Austin last oh. summer oh. as an ambassador for the Junior Giants program. And that's so, great. And so he worked with Paul to kind of get kids exposed to the great game of baseball.
2: That's excellent. So that's one way raising your children mm-hmm. in this white affluent yep. bubble uh, that you can expose them and provide them with a view in the mirror that is more familiar. Mm-hmm. What, what other ways have you and Nicole decided, Nicole is Vern's wife who I yes. know, uh, what other ways have you decided to, to expose them, to mitigate the,
1: the well, whiteness?
0: Communi- <laughs> c- com- communication is key and, and, and we talk to them all the time. They 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 attended schools mostly white. They were, were I mean you're not going to believe this, you listeners out there. I mean sometimes you gotta you gotta really look to find somebody else of color at that school. I mean you gotta really look at okay there's one over there you know and and it, it was and it was like that. But there there was there was an acceptance of my kids because they were athletic mm-hmm. and and usually in, in in the game of street cred, if you're athletic, then you're gonna get a pass, you're gonna get and, and, mm-hmm. and as 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 families and kids get to know their kids, whatever, it just it's just easier. But communication is key. We always talk to to to, to our kids, especially leaving this bubble and going off to college. Mm-hmm. And, and and I think we prepare them very well for it.
2: Hmm. Do they give you feedback now? I mean, of what they've seen since they've left Marin? Or I know you, we have one out of college, one. We got one and out two of college.
0: In. We got we got one at USC, and we got we got one at Cal Poly. Slow. That's San Luis Obispo, and the the one at USC, USC being right up against Watts mm-hmm. in South Central LA. How about that? Yeah, but <laughs> you never had somebody on the show that says that's, that's referenced South Central LA. <laughs> no, not late. No. no. So uh, so so he's he's. He's very experienced. He's very adept at 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 having strong communication skills of his own. So so he's he's all everybody's all good. We have we have not had a uh mom dad I I, I got to talk to you. I I, I don't feel car-. We have we haven't had that. Good. Right. Yet. Right. And I don't anticipate now that they're you know eighteen twenty two and almost twenty four i I don't anticipate that happening so we're we're lucky in that regard, but not everybody is like that No. and I'm in the communication business so it, it's it's easier for me to to meet total strangers. I don't care whether they're green, blue what whatever and 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 somehow we're going to find some kinship everywhere mm-hmm. anywhere and that's in, i mean that's in your personality that's me.
2: And speaking of your personality, you, in your time at Cron, I think we, we talked about this before, Gary Radnich, who, very well-known Bay Area sportscaster. He was. Retired. He was, he was the
0: dominant sports voice, and he and I were together for 23 years. I referenced in a show that people have never heard uh, that, that we were the Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr. of the sports Mark, we we were peanut butter and jelly. We really were.
2: <laughs> and he gave you a nickname, Mr. Involvement. Mr.
0: Involvement. In the in the old days of television, kids out there, <laughs> you had to you had to have some sort of niche or some sort of not gimmick, but but some s- something that separated yourself from from all the other sports talking heads that just get out there and just read 5 to 4, 3 to 2. Yeah, you had to do something that was different. And I, me coming up in in my career, I always wanted to see what what what, what certain sports were like. Mm-hmm. And it just just being the regular couch potato schmo that would put the beer down <laughs> and and get out there and get on a mound to see, you know sixty six feet. That's a long way to home plate. That is you a know, long what, what, way. Yeah. So so to, to to learn how to do that, to play running back for a college football team at Cal mm. Berkeley and, and so I, I I got out there and I did this and every time I came back and and presented my piece Gary would say, "Well, the involved one is back." <laughs> He's Mr. Involvement and that just kind of stuck because in those <laughs> days there was there, there, the table the t- cable was Cable was still in its diapers. There was we weren't in the digital age, so to be able to get your information, you had to watch television. There were there was no other option, and we had a high viewership. And Gary being the dominant voice, everybody wanted to see what he had to say, show, present, whatever. So, my thanks to Gary for, for kind of kind of uh, kind of slingshotting my presence in this market.
2: That's nice. That's really nice, and you know. It would be, we would be remiss if I think we didn't tell people that Vern and I used to work together uh, also at the same station. I was the traffic reporter.
0: Back when she was just then (laughs) Stephanie Kirby. I was. Before marriage, before kids.
2: And Gary, in fact, for a while as the cable. Right before Cron was sold, I think when the cable arm was waning, Bay mm. TV, yep. they were simulcasting Gary's radio program right. on Bay TV yep. in the morning, and they had a uh, they had a contractual problem and they couldn't air commercials or the news cut-ins, and so who came on the TV to do Bing. the little news traffic weather wheel? Stephanie it was
0: Kirby me. And these are the headlines. Yeah. I,
2: I was young enough that I thought I could handle a job where I was on the air from 6 to 9 in the morning and then again in 3 mm-hmm. to 6 in the afternoon. And um, I did not last long, Darn yeah. I did not last it's long. It's a grind. With that and, and,
0: and, <laughs> so, hey, this business is a grind. This podcast is a grind. I mean, to kind of get together and get the equipment and get it going, got to turn it around.
2: So what have you Everything seen? Everything
0: recorded on an SD card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Red light's on. <laughs> it's a <great> line. Yeah. <laughs> red light. Yeah. Red Sometimes
2: check. we have technical difficulties <laughs> in the broadcasting business. And uh, we may have experienced a few. And Vern is very generous with his time. So,
0: How many times in your TV career did you have somebody come up and go, uh, hey, don't you just tape all this stuff and go home?
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes. And, you know, you have been in the Bay Area market long enough that, um, you know, you were in the business when television was... It's heyday, right? It was the only way to get your news. So you had a huge fat crew and you got to go out and
0: be the talent. Yeah, when I first started, I had my own cameraman and I had my own sound man. And I thought, man, I man, I thought, boy, this is the big time. I mean, I was I I thought I was I I thought I was the man when I got
2: there. And the man is one man now, right?
0: One man, man. One so, man band. I got. I got gear in the car. Yeah, just just for you guys that, that are just that, thinking of when you when you think about entering local television, <laughs> you have you better have the skill set to be able to shoot, write, edit, produce, and, and 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 turn things. And front it. When I say front it, go on the air and present this piece like I did with the Paul Austin piece. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, you, you you better have that. And 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 if you don't, hey. Nice knowing you.
2: Well, and nobody's booking your interviews either.
0: No, you got to go. You yet. You have to do it all yourself. That's a lot.
2: That's a lot of work.
0: And a lot of times, that's that's a lot of times that's outside of your normal eight-hour work day. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the last time I had an eight-hour work day.
2: Well, and you know, you've taken. Your nickname, Mister Involvement, I think truly to heart because I've also come to know you in a, a very community-minded capacity. When when our kids used to swim together, mm-hmm. and we would announce those swim meets together, uh, and the you know, fifty
0: freestyle,
2: he <laughs> well, won. Yeah, except when you had all the eight-year-olds and they swim one lap in like fifteen seconds, and we had yeah. to spit out ten or twelve names in fifteen <laughs> seconds. Exactly.
0: Meanwhile, uh, you got some parents, you know, kind of kick back. You know they got their magazine, newspaper. Yeah, you know, they, they don't care. <laughs> they you miss a, it. You oh, did I miss you, it? Oops. Oh. Good oh. job,
2: Billy. <laughs> did my kid win? <laughs> but Vern has always been a professional, and he taught me so much back then because he would call, and I'm sorry, email usually, the coaches for the other teams. And again, this is community swimming, not not college <laughs> swimming. Right. And ask for the phonetic pronunciations of all the swimmers' last names. And I mean, to be fair, teams could have two hundred kids on them. Sure. And I'm talking phonetics, parentheses, hyphens, sound it out so we don't get it wrong. I
0: had to get it right. I was a stickler for that. For pick we, we have to do it on television all the time, whether it's like a World Cup soccer game or whatever. I mean these, you know, but that's these, one these, or two, these names. three, four syllable words that, you, that that names that you have to get out. I just I just wanted to be able to get it right because these are these kids. Moment in the sun. They may not even last the rec league, but 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 in but but in that one race. If they have a really long last name, I want to be able to get it right so everybody can hear and stand and recognize.
2: Well, you taught me a lot about that because I continued that job after you abandoned me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did everything in those days. I was the meat announcer. I was the grill master. I, well, I, 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 I timed. I, yeah, yeah. Well, and
2: then you produced those beautiful pieces about the whatever happened at the In meets. the
0: deep end with Coach Mariah. That, I that, mean... F-
2: you didn't have to do that. Murad like, Ziraparfar
0: was the head coach of the Speaking Strawberry of Seals. Speaking of
2: phonetic pronunciation, oh, yeah,
0: meeting. yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, A lot of people can't get it out, so they just say, hey, "Hey, Marad."
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: last I, name? Well, I don't know. I just call him Marad.
2: <laughs> Talk about <laughs> life, life lessons too. I mean, Coach Murad, You know, shout out to Coach Marad. Um, now a father. How about that? Oh wait, I didn't know that they had yeah. a baby. Yeah, oh, that's exciting. That's really exciting. Little girl. Yep. Okay, we digress. (laughs) Uh, Back to Mr. Involvement and your level of involvement, sort of from broadcasting and sports to um, community Mm -hmm. activities. How, how do you stay involved then as a...
0: You see um, what a good job she does? Mm-hmm. I, I go off the rails yeah. and then she redirects me right back to topic. She's hurting you. I love it, yeah.
2: How do you stay involved as a role model um, and a black man in this county that is predominantly white?
0: I do a lot of banquets. I do a lot of career days. Yeah. I, I, I do a lot of kind of personal appearances where I just sit there and I talk about the biz and, and just try to... Sell this job, which is a grind, to those of uh, that they're out there, kind of thinking about mm-hmm. it. I don't know if it's really answering your question, but I, but I always try to put myself out there, be be accessible, and and for for anybody of, of of any age that that wants to kind of know what's going on with respect to what I do. Uh, as far as uh, dealing with race, I don't. I'm I mean, I'm just desynthesized to it now. I mean, I don't even. I don't even think about it when I'm out there now.
2: Hmm. Have you seen, I would imagine it, the industry's less white than it was when you started.
0: Oh, well, that's a whole, now, that's, <laughs> now that, oh, that's a whole another topic right there. <laughs> Color in my business at the, at the management level. Oh, well. We don't have one at Channel 5.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I, I don't know about the other stations, but, uh, but, but all the decision makers at, 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 at Channel 5 are, are white. Do
2: you have uh, any women?
0: Well, our news director is a woman. All right, she's white. Yeah, she's a woman. Yeah, no problem there. That's good. But as, but as far as as, as but I as mean, far that's a step. As, yeah, it is a step. But as far as uh, color in the management level, it it really is it really is an issue. Yes, we have to. When I say we, uh, I'm a serve on the board for this this region's chapter for the NATAS, the National Association of television and, and radio, and, and, yeah. and, and we have to rework a document that was written up by board members in Kentucky and Georgia that wanted to come up with some kind of a quota system for for something, and and and, and the verbiage is like, you think, you know, we're thinking living in the 60s and 70s. Well, we have to have two black and one woman, and well, mm. it's just, you know, no, we have to rework that to make it more PC, but... Um, yeah, color in our business uh, it, it its it really is an issue. I mean, you can even go right up the the, the CBS corporate flag, and it, there's, there's 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 hardly any color at all.
1: Hmm. Well, you know something that strikes me as you're talking, kind of bringing two topics together, your community involvement and this one man band concept of a contemporary broadcaster, is you get to select stories and highlight somebody like Paul Austin, mm-hmm. and that in and of itself does a huge service to, I mean, any business you choose to highlight or any program. But
0: the PS to it is back in September, we, KPIX, we gathered and, and, and talked about, whoa, whoa, whoa. what are we going to do for February? That's Black History Month. Uh, Who's got ideas on, on things we could do? And I was just
1: like... <laughs> right here.
0: We're, yeah, we're going to do Paul Austin, play Moran. Mm-hmm. Now, originally they were, because when they... The, the folks that were kind of organizing this, all white. I was going to say, like, the white managers? Yeah. Why don't we have Vern just do the uh, the, the history of of, of, of African-Americans and help, uh, helping, you know, build these <laughs> stadiums in, in the Bay Area? And I'm like, no, no, wow. no, no, we're not going to, yeah, we're not going to do that. That's all they could think of because they don't know. Right. There's they, not the connection. They're, 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 they're not from the market. They didn't grow up here. And so the ideas they had were, were not – deep-rooted in the community.
1: Well, that's evident of something that I've learned working here uh, with Stephanie is in our day job (laughs) is, you know, I just graduated school. I've been in higher education for the last decade. So this is really my first real-world experience. And, you know, I never really understood board positions or um, those community service positions. And you realize that unless you have people of color, of minorities, women in those rooms... How those could pers- you ever know? Those perspectives will yeah. never be heard if they're not included and incorporated in those rooms. And similarly like that, your station would have never found Play Marin and your audience may have never found Play Marin and, without and, you sitting there. And,
0: and, and because we're in television and we deal with... T.R.T. Total running time of stories we did. We were given kind of a kind of a mandate of okay, you make your piece three minutes. Wow. Well, I couldn't really do the whole no. play Marin story without referencing the history Absolutely. of of Marin City. So the the, the the piece that I came up with was almost six minutes long, and and they're like, well, no, we, we we're gonna have to cut it down. We're gonna we have to be, so so the the, the the piece that originally aired. Was three minutes and nine seconds. Mm. Okay, but 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 cut out was the day to day rigors of Paul Austin, what he has to go through, the history of Marin City. What is Marin City? Where did it come from? Why 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 is there a heavy concentration of, of of people of color in that community? So so it, it was kind of the kind of the the, the nickel version, the Cliff Notes mm-hmm. version of 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 what the the broad picture was. So I made it a point to go to our our our, our web guys, going look. The piece that you post on our website, it has to be the long piece. Aww. Absolutely. So, so, so that's that's what people see when, when they look it up, and it and it's the, it's also the piece that I've that I posted on all my social media mm-hmm. platforms. Is the piece that you have? Yes. yes. And and because it really kind of gives you the whole picture. And the feedback I was getting is a uh, wow! I didn't know Sausalita was all that. I, I I I didn't know what shipping. I they didn't know anything yeah. about mm-hmm. that. About how it, this this was a man. Made company created mm-hmm. community, they, they they didn't know that, right? Which falls under the you know, nobody cares how the sausage is made. Kind well, of that's so. the
2: lived experience, I think, Kalina. You're alluding to, right? When you, it's the management in the room, I mean, the person is from the managers, not even from this market, right. let alone has a skin color that's anything but no. white. Um, you have to sh- get that lived experience in the room. I think you told us that you. Lived in Marin City for a while, too. I did,
0: I did. Marin City was my home for almost five years. After my second son, Jake, was born, we we had an opportunity to get into Mill Valley because Mill Valley had the strong school system. Yeah. And I wasn't going to, I mean, it it, it, it costs an arm and a leg, you know, maybe an eye to live in Marin County to begin with. I'm not going to pay more to send him to private school. Right. No, we're going to, I'm going to pay that tax I pay. And send them to public school, and so that's yeah. that's why we really landed in Mill Valley.
2: Did you find a sense of community, or have you found a sense of community in both? Did you find it in both towns?
0: I certainly found it in Marin City. Um, you, you know, if you if you if if you needed a cup of sugar, you, you just mm. go next door. You get you get a cup of sugar. You mm. know, but I I have found that Mill Valley it's a it's spread out, and and B. People keep to themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't see a whole lot of. I I, I live I live on a street that that the ends in a cul de sac. Mm. I don't see a whole lot of people hanging around,
1: you know, it's the street bad.
0: at the end or shooting baskets or whatever. People keep to themselves, and mm. that's just not my neighborhood, over in Strawberry. But but it's it's in a lot of neighborhoods that yeah. are that are all around. And uh, I mean I, I mean I could be wrong, but but I I just don't hear of any. You know, blocked off street, street party. Hey, mm. we're gonna have this. What I, yeah. I, I don't care. You hear about it in some other. Maybe we're too old now.
2: Maybe if we had little kids, that would be happening.
0: May yeah maybe yeah maybe and then that yeah that's that's. Or if we little, were just young and kids <laughs> are in my rearview mirror. <laughs> I'm
1: not attending any block party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not withholding any
0: but invites. The, the, the only time the only time you see like like a huge celebration collection of kids in the street is around Halloween.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then there's, yeah, you see a lot then. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think I would be remiss if I didn't uh, ask the sportscaster a few questions about sports. Go! Uh,
0: In the words of Tom Brady for a game, let's go! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I would be, uh, so
2: let's see. Um, Tell us about maybe one of your recent interviews, one of your most favorite sports (laughs) figures to interview. I'm not asking you to go back forever, so let's just like in the last year, last six months.
0: Last six months interview. Where, well, there's 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 one that's on social media now. It's an interview that I did with Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. currently the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, but maybe not for long. Maybe not for
2: the next five he's, minutes. He's at
0: the end of his deal, and he can sign with another team, and he's rumored to be romanced by other teams. Anyway, I recently covered the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, mm. and, which is carried by CBS. That's
2: golf, Kalina. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be golf. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's you could have held up a sign. Top professionals. <laughs> Sorry. And,
0: top professionals are, are paired up with top athletes and folks from the entertainment world making it the pro a- am Rogers sure. won didn't he Rogers team won huh. yes Rogers team won so he just finished his round he was the <laughs> champion and and now now Aaron and I we have a we have a relationship that's built since his junior year at Cal I thought when so. he transferred in mm. and so uh, so we we I can remember every Wednesday morning, that I, I would get together with Aaron, and sometimes it would just be the two of us. Hmm. And we would talk about, you know, the upcoming game and what life has been like and, and his dream of playing in the NFL one day. And hmm. he grew up a 49er fan. I mean, we, we so, so we kind of we kinda hit it off. And um, and so we've always stayed and had that connection where, where, wherever I have seen him as he's advanced to the NFL and he's won his four MVPs. Hmm. That's most valuable player, kids. <laughs> That you can I knew. Google that, and uh, as and, and, he,
2: and as he fudged his vaccination status, he, yeah, it's
0: <laughs> like that. But, yeah, but, people, people look at his quirkiness and they make judgments. But I know, I know how Aaron really is, mm. and he's unbelievably enough, he is the same guy. That's nice to hear that, that he was as a you know twenty year old kid mm. in Berkeley. Same guy. He's he's just he's just like he's just flatline as far as as far as his. His demeanor goes, and 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 wherever I see him, comes right over, gives me the bro hug. because oh. you know what the bro hug is, <laughs> anyway. So, um, um, so yeah, yeah. So we, so we, we've had that, and so he, he finished his round. He comes right over to me, Aww. and we're doing this interview while I'm standing on a step stool because I need that for Aaron. And so, with the step stool, folks, I'm six foot three.
2: Yeah, that's a tall stool,
0: dude. Yeah. I don't believe you. A stool that I bought. <laughs> At Home Depot, right next to this. Yes, that's right where we're sitting. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Thank you every month for the rent check. (laughs) Anyway, so (laughs) anyway, anyway, so Aaron comes over. So we're doing this interview, and right in the middle of the interview, Josh Allen, quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, walks over. Hmm. So in, in 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 a sportscaster's mind, you're like, "Man, I've hit the jackpot! Right? I've got, I've got, I've got Aaron Rodgers already, and then Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills comes over. My my youngest son's favorite player. Oh, so so they come over. And there's some there's some back and forth between the three of us, mostly between like, the two of them, just kind of like digging at each other. But uh, but that's that's
1: that, that, that's that's, that's a
0: piece of video that just phew, I well. it's it's on the I believe it's on the PGA website.
2: Oh, that's wow. cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you brought that up was cool.
2: You brought up two quarterbacks, so now I'm going to ask you what uh who's going to be the starting quarterback for the 49ers next year I'm let's just tell you
0: exactly how open this is up g- the controversy right exactly here how this is going to happen all right okay so so, we're, so we're, we're, as we record this we're at the tail end of february the the new league the new season for the league starts in mid-march they go march to march it's okay just a, it's a company thing so uh we'll have the nfl draft in late april okay 49 do not have a first-round pick because they've kind of mortgaged their future a little bit. Okay, and so right after the draft, they have the first voluntary minicamp, mm. and which which is you know, early part of May, and, and it's, they're it's, all
2: going to be hurt for that, right? <laughs> all no, the no, quarterbacks well, are hurt. Well,
0: well, well. <laughs> the minicamp's going to start with with um, Trey Lance as the starter. Okay, he will be he will be the only true healthy quarterback out, not named Josh Johnson, available. Okay, and so he will run the offense he will run he will continue to run the offense through subsequent mini camps through j- june and then in july he'll still he'll still take all the snaps with the ones that's an nfl term get the ones that means the first stringers <laughs> that's cool so uh, exactly so he'll take all the snaps and then right when august hits that's when they project that Brock Purdy would be available to come and practice with the team, right at preseason, he's got this, he's got this tear in his UCL ligament in in the elbow.
2: Tommy John surgery, it's right? It's not
0: Tommy John. It oh, not good. Tom, Tommy John would have cost him a year. Ooh. So so they're gonna go in. They're gonna fix what's broken. He's gonna have three months of rehab, and then after three months, he'll then begin throwing, doing exercises to build the strength in his elbow, and they'll just they'll just go day by day by day strengthening that muscle so by the by the beginning of August he'll be able to make all the throws
2: mm. cool okay
0: you didn't answer my question
2: who's gonna be the starter
0: when the regular season opens whos I gonna don't, be don't the care star- who's the starter practice <laughs> <laughs> I'm t- I told you Trey Lance is Trey Lance is the starter okay right all right he is, he he will be the starter. Lance will be the one, you know, handing the ball off to Christian McCaffrey. Okay. I love how
2: he keeps looking at you, he, Kalina. Have you ever
1: <laughs> He's like,
0: "Are you with me?" <laughs> kind of.
1: Do you watch football?
0: So so he, uh, uh, the bottom of where I'm getting is the the, the starting quarterback is going to be playing with and throwing to other starters. Right. There might be three, maybe five snaps that the backup gets. But 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 when he's running the offense, he's throwing to like third stringers Four stringers. He's not throwing to George Kittle. Yeah. So, when people are going to their Super Bowl party or the playoff party, and 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 the backup comes in, and you get get, uh, you know, he's just off. (laughs) Why? I don't understand it. (laughs) Why can't he? Why can't he just throw the ball? Those aren't the guys he plays with. Yeah. You 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 have to have. You know, it's 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 timing. Yeah. Quarterbacks are throwing to a spot. They're not throwing to the player. They're throwing at a spot and that player may, may 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 be there. Well, that comes as a result of working with each other. Yeah. Now you get a new guy in there that maybe throws the ball differently, maybe doesn't have as much velo, that's velocity. kids. <laughs> doesn't have as much velo on the ball, it's a zip on the ball so 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 maybe if he's throwing it to a certain spot, it's not getting there as fast as maybe the receiver does. So it, it's just it's just all timing. Hmm.
2: Well, speaking of timing, I think we might even though I could talk to you all day, I think we might be running out of time. What?
0: And you have we, a wait, lot. Wait, 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 wait! wait. wait, wait, wait you wait, wait, have wait. a lot of velo, by hey, the wow. way. <laughs> I feel like we're just getting going. Well, did you
2: have something else you wanted to say about your legacy in Marin?
0: I think. I think when it's time for me to take a dirt nap, <laughs> I think. It, I think. Oh my God! I think it might. I think it might be here in Marin County. Wait, now we haven't. We haven't talked about it yet as far as you know those those kinds of plans i uh-huh. mean that, you can believe we haven't we haven't even, Nicole and I, we haven't even you know, whipped together a will or anything
2: okay, we, okay, we, okay. We haven't, we haven't that is that. definitely another podcast that's for, that's
0: for another but 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 as far as looking at my career i just i just hope that you know when i'm done and management takes me out to pasture and it's a reenactment of of the of of, of the joe Pesci and what Good fellas At the end, you know, oh, no. he, he thinks he's going to be a made man. He walks into an empty room, and then bam, he doesn't uh-uh. make it out of the room. <laughs> but I, but but when that when that happens, I just hope that people kind of kind of look back and, and and appreciate you know what I did, the fact that I could entertain a few people, and 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 the next one that comes up, you know, when 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 the torch is passed, uh, that you know maybe they remember Uncle Vern at least for a year and a half oh, our know members are for uh, for for folks so
2: Mr. Involvement is my favorite so thank you very much for spending time with us yes thank you my
0: pleasure my pleasure i just hope i it just hey for you listeners out there i hope i uh, hope you got a little something out of it
2: Mr. Mr. Involvement you Do heard him close here Do the show? Yes,
0: yes. okay close all right all right well what what's what's my line again i know we are one what, what so I just oh right, I okay, okay, I'll just make it up. I'll just <laughs> sign make, off. I'll just I'll just Any way you up. want. All right. For Stephanie Kirby, for Kalina Cloud, uh, this is Vern Glenn. Hope you'd enjoyed it. We'll talk to you next time. And this is We Are One Marin. Woo! Crowd goes wild. <laughs>
2: Vern is a sports anchor and reporter at KPIX CBS 5 here in the Bay Area. You can see him daily on the 5 and 11 o'clock news. We are nearing the end of our first season and remain so grateful for the trust and confidence each guest puts in us to listen and hear their stories. Even though Vern is used to doing most of the talking, he's no different. Thanks for sharing, man. The Marin Community Foundation generously sponsors this podcast. Our theme music is performed by a student at Enriching Lives Through Music. Elm is in San Rafael's Canal neighborhood. Finally, a reminder to support diverse local businesses and Shop Marin.